You're listening to Father Lead. I got run over a bug-eyed dummy, I guess. Here's Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. Hello and welcome back to Father Lead. Sterling Marlin got ran over by some bug-eyed dummy and... Who was that? What dummy was it? I don't know. Um, I know oh. I know a bug-eyed dummy who has run over a lot of people and who has blocked uh, quite a few people here in the sport recently, but we will get into that hmm. uh, much later. I remember that quote. Is it Watkins Glen? I remember that quote. Gosh, I'm trying. 40. I know. I can almost, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I, I'm, it may come to me by the end of the podcast. I may be able to tell you who it was. Probably. Oh, wow. Uh, whew, big podcast coming up. Big uh, podcast. I mean, we had a, I don't know if it's going to top last week's podcast, which was just full of breaking yeah. news and crazy stuff happening, but uh, we got, we got a lot to talk about on this show. Well, um, first off, I've Connor Bond, Timothy Martin beside me for the new listeners. Um, follow us on social media. We, yeah, I know. If if you're not already subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you're listening to, what what are you doing? I I know a lot of you who like the tweets and who pay attention to our Twitter are not uh, following us on our social media and not subscribed to us on our podcast platform. And for that, I will personally track your IP address and come deal with <laughs> you later. Um, so definitely follow us on Twitter at for the lead. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening right now um it helps us out lets us know that you guys are enjoying the content this is nascar's number one podcast backed by factual evidence. it is backed by factual evidence um yeah i, I think we i think we we're dead we our iron man streak just kind of fell off but i mean when you go to prison you can't really help things so but we're, we're climbing back to the top slowly but surely um yeah, our, our buddy Dalton has offered to make us uh, a new logo since he is a graphic Okay, designer. excuse me. I spent hours. That's insulting to me. I spent hours making the Fuddle Lead logo. Okay, well, our friends. Hours our, making the Fuddle Lead logo. Our friends over And now Dalton wants this, you know, exclusive deal. Oh, wait a minute. You know, it wouldn't even be exclusive because he's he's already. Well, let me let me say that, yeah. Our friends over at um, at uh, the Stock Car Spectacle, which I know, you know, a couple of you guys are listening right now, at least two of the three of you listening, think you can pull a slick one on me and wrestle away Dalton Good. But uh, little does everybody know that the likeness of Dalton Good belongs to Connor Bunn without me opening you, the podcast gate to Dalton Good. You created Dalton Good. I made Dalton Good. Um, so for that, 65% of his assets will be shared with me through royalties for the rest of his life. Hey, um, and all negotiations for Dalton Good goes through me, so he does belong to me. Why did you say two of the three listen? Who doesn't listen to the podcast? I don't know. It's either, it's either I know Mike. Mike is a loyal listener. Mike, I know you're listening to this. It's probably, well, no, you don't work this week. So you're probably listening to this wherever you are. Appreciate you, buddy. I don't know if Nick and Ian listen. Hopefully those two guys listen. Uh, but Mike gives Mike gives us the most most feedback. He, he thank you, Mike. Hey, I, I appreciate. If it. Dalton wants to create something, uh, you know, I'm obviously a graphic designer myself, so I will have opinions on what he creates and may you know ask him to you know let's let's do let's tweak it like this, let's tweak it like that. So if he wants to create something and send it my way, I'll be happy to take. Hey, a look. He's, yeah, he all we excuse me all weekend in the group chat. He's been making logos for each individual show they have on Stock Car Spectrum. He's like, oh, you like this? And one of them hit him back, well, can you tweak this here? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm still a little, you know, you know, I I, I left the group chat. Um, and yeah, I uh, think, Actually, I don't know. If, well, you, Mike had a birthday this past week, so you guys are the two elder, statemen, elder statesmen of the group. I don't know where that was going. And I've got a birthday on Monday of next week. Podcast night, I'll, it'll be my birthday. 
Yeah, on episode what twenty four? No, twenty six. Oh. But see, Dalton. Dalton really needs to redeem himself in my eyes because he created this uh, Trailer Park Boys logo. Yeah. And left me out. We of may it. be getting sued. He left me out of it unintentionally. He asked you for your Bitmoji and you never sent him your Bitmoji. Don't throw this back on me. I'm trying to like come down on him hard. He left me out of it. Well, the likes of Dalton Good belongs to Connor Bunn. Anybody who wants to negotiate deal. Oh, and look at that. Dalton <laughs> just texted me right. Oh, he, look at what he said. Oh, he he literally said. Oh my God, Ian! You're gonna love the Ian's pit stop logo. And see, they're still talking about logos. Hey, if he wants to create a logo for Father Lead, that's great. I will say this, just a heads up: needs to be something totally different than the way um, Stock Car Spec looks. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be different from that. He asked me to send him ideas, but I wanted to touch with you um, first because I don't know. I'm not good with that type stuff. I mean. I don't know. I think I think our bitmojis in it would be cool though. Kind of like put it like a cartoon. Here's what I want somebody to do. I want somebody to create my bit emoji for me, because oh, I'm not easy. really good at doing that. That's easy. So like I don't. I'm not good at. Doing, I try to do that, and I'm not really that good at doing that. I so, don't really yeah. think mine looks much like me, but it's as close as I get it. Well, your your hair is different now. You've got more of the long spiked hair, I think, don't you? And now you don't have that. Yeah, they because they don't really have the option of my little comb over. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally fine with that. Um, maybe I just need to text Dalton and we can have a conversation well, about it. Well, just remember, when you do that, uh, he belongs to me, so. Well, but, yeah, but. Um. <laughs> Dalton, you need to tell your boss that he needs to cut me a check every two weeks, too. Because without me, sir. Uh, I'm the one that spotted Dalton at Daytona. And I'm the one who went out and recruited him. So Dalton, he's we're the first podcast he ever jumped on. Now he's getting podcast offers every week. He's got Twitter clout, clout galore. Yeah, well, I mean this. I mean I'm I kind of um, I'll let you fight this one. I mean I you know I don't I don't uh, fighting a good fight here. Yeah, I mean I, I think you you know I think I, I think I, you're uh, you are owed what is rightfully yours. And to tie it back in full <laughs> circle, I think I am what. Rob Palenka was to Kobe Bryant, his right-hand man, his agent, and just a random guy who profited off the likeness name of Kobe Bryant, uh, which we want to... It is, it is ironic that all these people that we discovered are, are you know, they're going to forget about us and go on to a bigger and better thing. If they things, haven't already. You know, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think they need to remember that, you know, they were discovered by, by us. Yeah. Let them, we're putting it out, putting out a notice now. Re- respect your elders. I don't know where we went with that, but I don't even know where we are. Okay, right now. but yeah, no, I'll send Dalton. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, you know, you and I can have a. I'll start a little group thing yeah, with Dalton, start a group so we can talk about three. we can talk about the logo. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, obviously Vegas was this weekend. We're gonna get into all that action. Uh, Kyle, the Kyles had an eventful weekend. I mean, they're oh, back yeah. to it's like the Bush family no, as a whole. No coronavirus anymore in the Bush household because they're nah. back to traveling and the glamorous photos. Red and the Rocks drunk picks. Sedona today. They were at they were at Red we're, Rocks today. I've been there. That's amazing. Yeah, they were. Well, we were near that. No, that was Sedona's in Arizona, but um, you know, we were near. Well, we saw some Red Rocks, but yeah, we did. Um, but uh, yeah, big weekend for the Bush family. Brexton picks up his first of at least two hundred. What do you wins. think about that? What do you think about? See, I'm concerned, and I've I've expressed my concern to you. What do you think about Brexton? I have miniature Kyle in the making. See, I'm just I'm I guess, and I guess maybe here as well. I'm a parent, so. I kind of am worried. Like, I know they love him to death. And I just, and I'm not trying to like doom and gloom or anything. I just hope that 
you know, that he's he's not injured in an accident. He's oh, yeah. so young. I mean, and and I don't I don't know the details of the car, how fast they go or whatnot, or or or, or you know, I'm, I'm sure that knowing Kyle Busch and Samantha Bush, this is their only child so far. I'm sure that 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 car is is triple is, padded. Is triple padded, but I mean, we know what happened on the. What was he riding a four wheeler or something? Got knocked unconscious. I, don't know. I, don't I think know. so. Or, or yeah. you know, I don't know. Kyle threw him through a wall or something. Hey, I mean, hey. he almost suffocated in a big stack of pillows one time at Target or something. Oh, yeah, I mean, Kyle this poor kid. But I mean, yeah, no, I, th- I think this is. I think Kyle's going to be. I think Brexton's going to be even more cocky than his dad. He's definitely going to have a chip on his shoulder, but who, you know, it's still who's to know that he'll even like race. Like, oh, there's no way. I mean, if he doesn't like racing, he's he's not going to have a relationship with his father. I don't know about that. He's not going to turn into Mark Martin's Kyle's son, Matt. Sport, Kyle's a sports guy. You know, Matt. I don't know if you remember this. Like, there was Mark Martin's son, Matt Martin. He raced, and and then all of a sudden, he yeah. went to like this gothic look yeah. and like didn't have anything to do with anything, and it was like yeah. this total transformation. No, but Kyle's a sports guy. He likes football and likes. Like basketball and baseball, they're going to support Brexton. I see Brexton being more of a quarterback or, or a running back or something. I don't know. Uh, all I do know is that he is he's doing a really good job at the the dirt track right now, uh, racing up against that of like uh, Owen Larson. Owen Larson. Was he in that race? Kyle's son, he races, yeah. Was he in the race that Brexton won? I assume so. Oh, wow. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize. I knew that. Greg you... Ives' kids, he raced against those kids, so – Future talent oh coming up gosh. in the ranks, but Brexton, yeah, grabbed his first one. And you know what's interesting is when Kyle wins, he throws Brexton in the air. <laughs> I guess when Brexton won, did he throw Kyle in the he air? He tried. Or? Did you not see the video? I, I did see the video, but uh, I couldn't quite remember. He tried. How Kyle jumped. Kyle jumped. So yeah, you know what? You know how I'd love to get see, see get thrown in the air. Chase throw Bill in the air after oh. after an old win. That'd be uh, that'd be pretty interesting. Uh, uh, speaking of interesting, Twitter was interesting. Uh, you know, um, since we're talking about Kyle Busch, I mean, he's well, he went and what got drunk this weekend and then started tweeting everybody. Is that yeah, right? He was he was on one last night. I mean, he was. Uh, yeah, I love when this Kyle Busch comes out. I love when this Kyle Busch comes to play. And you know, all things given, how this year's gone for him on the racetrack, I, I think he's he, he's kept it glued. Most of the year, he's he's rarely ever. Yeah, I mean, gosh, it seems like he, he his meltdowns seem to come more when he's running way better. Yeah, even last night he was very. He gave a really good interview last night. He was very like happy for Kurt. Um, but yeah, last night he just responded to a few fans tweets, calling him an idiot, <laughs> and his face hurts and and stuff, which <laughs> usually happens after Vegas. He for some reason he's always tweeting back and because fans he's after, drunk. He goes to Vegas to get drunk. Vegas, but yeah, he, nonetheless, he had a good night last night on the racetrack. Um, a little yeah. bit of a controversy, but we will jump into that. But even off the racetrack after the race, they went to the strip. Like him and Sam went down to the strip and had dinner with some friends. And you know, and next then, thing you know, I'm I'm going to bed around one o'clock, and I closing out on Instagram, and I look at Sam's story, and Kyle's doing shots galore. So uh, next thing you know, here's so here's the Friday headline. Here, here's the Sunday or, or Saturday headline at Talladega: Kyle Busch uh, sideline with COVID. So that's going to be the headline. Yeah. I, I, you know, I hope not. Knock on wood. But um, you know, I'm glad. You know, he's eight points below the cut line. But he doesn't seem too worried about it. He's going. He's going out and getting some shots. Well, out. he's already predicted he's not going to make it. So anything other than that is a bonus at this I point. I think that's a good mindset. You you go in with an underachieving mindset and then you overachieve. I mean, I didn't expect him to run third to six where he ran yesterday, but he did. Um, but yeah. So Kyle had an eventful night on Twitter. That kind of wraps up our Bush family segment. Uh, 
you know, even, you know, nonetheless, Kurt won this weekend. You know, we all know that. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into that we'll a little bit that. later, too. But mm. that ties everything into full circle. Speaking of circles and uh, and cheaters, uh, how Patrick. Does, how does, where does circles come into this next one? I mean, NASCAR driving, they drive in circles. Oh, okay. Right? They do. Yeah. Hendrick, oh. man, uh, back to his back to his crooked old cheating ways. This is so stupid. Put a put a bracelet around his ankle and make him sit at home again. Um, I, I think it's stupid. I mean, what? Like they get what seventy hours, eighty hours in the wind tunnel 70, time. Yeah, I believe. And you know, I guess you're supposed to keep track of it yourself. You know, yeah. it's supposed to be self policing, and what they went over by less than an hour. By minutes and minutes, they, and they self-reported. And which kudos to them that they self-reported. I don't know how much it mattered. You know, they got a hundred thousand dollar fine and a ten ten hours taken off of of next year. It's which just, guess what? That's a flick on the wrist to Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah, but, and next year is like it's the same package as this year, yeah, pretty just, much. And just it's just ten kind more of, hours of wind tunnel, like granted. Next year is going to be what we thought this year was going to be, which is kind of the you know waiting for everything in the car or the, the next-gen car and all that. So, I mean, it's just, I guess NASCAR just had to, well, you know, rules are rules, I guess, you know, so, but. Yeah. I mean, Colburn had a funny tweet. I was just going to say that, when, yeah. Uh, when Chase Elliott was re- leading, he said, looks like that wind tunnel time's paying off, and then followed up and said, I'm kidding, because people were like, it was only by minutes, you know, how sensitive Twitter is. Well, speaking know. of uh, NASCAR being stupid, like, Harvick said something about NASCAR being stupid. Oh, like, yeah. What do you mean by changing anything? Well, like how we've come back from COVID and have no practice, no qualifying. We'll That's right. Him out there, he said it'd be stupid to change that. Which of course he would. I mean, he has, he has what nine wins this year. He's been dominant or whatever. They can roll it right off the truck and rely on a caution or two from NASCAR to help them out. I mean, of course he would say that. I mean, did you expect anything less from Harvick? But no, it would be absolutely stupid if we didn't have at least an hour of practice and we didn't have qualifying next year. I mean. I'm getting so tired of this roll-it-off-the-truck crap. I mean, this is just – this is not racing anymore. This has turned into entertainment, which I compared it today to that – to the likes of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> like, it is just – this is just pure entertainment. This is this is not – the sport is not protecting the integrity of racing. They're just putting whatever product out there on the track to see if they can get views and get their numbers up because we got – you know, NFL rejects watching us and tweeting us every week, wanting to learn about the sport. And then we got Mario Lopez trying to, you know, teach us about the sport and compare it to some pickleball or whatever the hell that is. I mean, this has become more or less Dancing with the Stars, and I am tired of it. Screw you, Kevin Harvick, for those comments. You're spot off. And NASCAR, if you don't make a change, then uh, you'll be dealt with accordingly. This segment of Connor Bunn's rant is brought to you by... Yeah, I feel like the podcast has been a lot of rants by me lately. Yeah, you just I'm need to frustrated as hell. It's, you need to have your like own Jimmy Spencer segment. What is what was that thing he used oh to do? Oh my god, where the called? cigar and the crying yeah, town and all like that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, maybe we need to get Jimmy Spencer on the podcast. Uh, you know, I think a Jimmy Spencer quote will be in the open next week. I think I'm gonna need it. <laughs> uh, oh well, you know, it would have been good to have a Jimmy Spencer quote in this week's because of Kurt Busch winning. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. So too late for that. Um, we took a road trip to Charlotte this weekend, so that was a little weekend getaway. That happened. Nice to get out of it. Well, we had to come to the harsh reality that we're not going to the Roval. We're not going to be able to go to the Roval. Only 5,000 fans allowed. Obviously, we're not going to make that cut because there's already 5,000 tickets sold and yada, yada, yada. So we're not going to get to go to the Roval. So any chance we can take to get out of town, 
uh, we're going to take. Did anything happen on this trip that was noteworthy? I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think. You know, normally um, something happens. That's, that whole that's noteworthy. breakfast place we ate at was really good. Yeah, you got this omelet that was like this the size of a omelet. plate, the size of the table, and size it was like, a, how, did you even eat that whole thing? Yeah, you size, ate the whole thing. I yeah, thought you left half of it. Size of a damn gator tail. I mean, it was a veggie omelet. I had it loaded up with spinach and green red peppers and diced potatoes and stuff. A little hole in the wall place beside our hotel. Really good. Um, yeah, I kicked it. Uh, did a little shopping at the mall, and uh, I got a birthday present for myself. A much needed, much deserved birthday present for myself. After two years of saying you needed these new shoes, you finally my Birkenstock sandals. Yeah, I'm like so excited. I'm so excited about that. I mean, that's gosh, look at these. Aren't they amazing? They're new. <laughs> uh, I mean, the other ones, it was like walking on concrete. It was like walking on the ground. Them things have been through hell. And there were back. holes all in the bottom of them and everything. Oh. So it's like my feet feel totally different. I mean, this is like, this is, this is a big win for me. Like, I'm pretty sure you went to Goodwill and inherited those last pair of Birkenstocks right from Jesus himself. <laughs> i got to post a picture of those. Oh, God. They're, those they're are God. I mean, it's almost an, I don't know how you walked around in them things. I uh, was embarrassed. I mean, you're, the ball of your foot is hitting the ground. I know. I mean, I, like, did yard work wearing those things. I would be Maybe out. wearing them things. You no, know, I'd, I'd do ev- I do everything in those things. So, I mean, norm- rarely do I actually wear shoes. You know what I think of a, of a proper burial for them things that would be? On the beach in California. Just yeah. dig a hole in the sand. Bury them in there. I, it's where they belong. It's where Birkenstocks belong. It's where the Burks belong. That is true because I think I, I had a pair before that, and I feel like I buried it somewhere uh, or did something with it because they look just as bad as those. So Yeah, we'll have a ceremonial right. burying of the Birkenstocks Burying of the Birkenstocks. On, uh, we'll broadcast Venice. live, and yeah. we'll have a little saying and we'll, you know say a few words. Yeah, if you guys have, if you guys listened you know, about a month ago, maybe a month or so ago, we were planning to go to Hawaii. That's also not looking very likely um, this year. So we've kind of got a contingency plan um, to send it out to Los Angeles. And then somebody's going to come and find those Birkenstocks, and they're going to think about what's the history of these. Man, somebody pass them down the chain. Somebody really got a lot of use out of these shoes. You could you could try and give those away to a homeless man, and he'd be like, "Screw you." It's how bad. I'm pretty sure a homeless man's shoes probably aren't better condition than those. Hey, you actually drove some on this trip, which was pleasant, uh, which doesn't happen very often. I beat the time. Um, you did, you know, yeah, you went, at one point you were like going 90. Uh, you know, you let off a few uh, cuss words to the drivers around you. Man, I hate Charlotte drivers. Oh my God, drivers in the South suck. Charlotte in particular got the worst drivers. So it's 77. And for those of you listening who have ever been through Charlotte, live in Charlotte, we salute you. I don't know how people drive down 77 on the daily because I've never been so pissed off driving on one road in my entire life. I mean, people just have no respect, no, like, they just they don't care. No, and it's like they're, they tell – I mean, I had to slam on the brakes one time just to let somebody know, hey, you're not going to do this. Back up. It's just like they're right on your ass, and, you know, they, they don't want to let you in if you're trying to get over. It's just like – well, and even we were pulling into the mall, or right before we pulled into the mall, we were approaching the stoplight, and here this lady just comes pulling out in the middle of oh, middle yeah. of traffic, God. looking down on her phone, 
And we had to like break, swerve, and miss her. And I was like, shoot that mother. I do want to wreck my car though because I I, kind of want a Dalton good wreck because then, you know, I have gap insurance. I've got gap insurance, you know, wipe off the whole loan. Then I get a brand new car. But that was his fault. It could even, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be my fault. Would that wipe off the gap? It would. Uh, My car insurance would just go up. Um, But yeah, I mean, so, I mean, anytime somebody is going to pull out in front, if I think I'm going to, I got to make a a lot of quick decisions at that moment. I got to say, are there any kids in that car I'm going to hit? You know, am I going fast enough to total the car? (laughs) All those types of things have to happen in a split second or I swerve and I don't hit them. So I'm waiting for the right opportunity. I'm just nervous about the airbag deploying because I'm afraid it's going to hurt hurt me. Just wear like a wear like a Michelin Man suit and get out <laughs> get out after you crash. Well, we talked about me and you doing it, and it was like if we did it, if you did it, you actually you know, and somebody pulled out in front of you, we'd have to switch real quick. Uh, yeah, you know, because I would really have to be the one that was driving, otherwise the insurance wouldn't. I'd be really I'd screwed. Be fine too, but I'd yeah, I'd milk it. I'd be screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah you it. would, of course. Uh, and, then, and then we, then we uh, rents due, so I gotta pay rent somehow. Say <laughs> I'd take the most time off work, prop my legs up, play a little NBA nap. 2K. Don't nap. forget the naps. Yeah, I got a nap. You know, sleep more than a baby. And uh, you can buy uh, Nyjah. I don't know some. You can he can he can have his own like bedroom or you know kingdom or you should get him like this little king bed. It's got the you know this little tiny bed. He doesn't really like to sleep in his bed. He he has one um, at my place, but he never gets in there. He just he he's got his one. He's got the chair in the in the living room that he loves, and then he likes to lay on people. Uh, cats don't. I, we I've gotten beds for cats before, and they never use them. It's always like on the top of the couch or you know somewhere. Uh, something you know we got up early uh, on Sunday in Charlotte and uh, watched the F one race. Ah, frustrating. Trying to watch Lewis Hamilton get tie, uh, right? Tie Schumacher. Yeah, get there and tie Schumacher's win record. Um, but pre-race got hit with a. Explain to me what happened. I'm still confused. So, when you pull off pit road, like before, this is as the cars are rolling off to go to the, the grid. formation lap. Okay. So you're rolling off to go to the grid. I guess you're you're out. You're allowed to practice like a stop start, and I guess wherever Lewis did it they felt was unsafe and I don't see how, but they hit him with a double five second penalty, which he had to serve. And now this, and this did not even happen until the race started. They, they had not made up their decision. How do you take that long? I mean, NASCAR, I'll I'll credit NASCAR. They make those in race decision moments like that. I mean, it's like within a lap or two. See, it took them probably 30 minutes to make a decision about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So, hit with the double five second. And he also got, like, I don't know what this means, but he also got, like, two points taken off his driver's license or something. Yeah, I don't know what that means. If he gets two more, he gets a win taken away. I don't know. We're still learning F1. Um, Botas, his teammate, ended up winning. Lewis bounced back to get a podium in third. We all know that means nothing to him. Um, yeah, he didn't have. He didn't really super, want to talk to that reporter either. The reporter was trying to prod him and, and get some information from him about yeah. how this happened. But the funny thing is, is like they they say it, what they said it was a safety violation or whatever. Um, okay, they send like workers out on the track to clean up while the cars are racing around. So I mean, you talk about safety violation. <laughs> I watched Roman Roman Grosjean blast through the the sign yesterday uh, like it was nothing. Uh, and just, I, I don't know, man. We're still learning F one. Uh, Germany is the next race, not this coming up weekend, but the weekend after that. That looks like a pretty cool track. Uh, looks like a cool track. Watch. They haven't raced there since 2013. Uh, Hamilton's trying to grab his uh, 
career-tying Michael Schumacher win. You just can't stop greatness. Whatever it is. Oh, you, F1's you can, about to you stop. You cannot it. stop greatness. They try to stop LeBron. Can't do it. I'm really not sure about MJ. Whatever. They try to stop Kobe. You can't do it. They're not going to be able to stop Lewis Hamilton. How did they try to stop Kobe? Well, the league, to give you a short summary. Oh, was this the whole scandal with no, his wife? No. The league, the Lakers were trying to trade for Chris Paul, who was one of the best point guards at the time. And then unprecedentedly, the lead vetoed the trade. So they pretty much said, no, we're not going to allow Chris Paul to go play for play with Kobe Bryant. And so they sent Chris Paul to the Clippers, which is L.A.'s sister team to the Lakers. And so that was like the first time ever that the NBA vetoed a trade and said, no, you can't play for this team. So they tried to stop Kobe because they, Kobe wanted Chris Paul because he would have been better. You know, the team would have been better. So, yeah. But it obviously didn't stop Kobe. He ended up getting a ring after that, um, I believe. And, um, yeah, but nonetheless – Back on the NASCAR topics, we uh, yeah. Go. I mean, kind of getting kind of sidetracked. Yeah, some other topics and, and notes as we as we move toward talking about the race uh, that happened this weekend uh, at Las Vegas. Uh, you know, one thing that I've noticed, and and throughout this season, really, and I mean, even more so as we went into the summer and even now is, and I mean, I guess we've talked about this on the podcast many times. This being Jimmy Johnson's last year. Uh, and, you know, seven-time champion who's retiring, done so much for the sport, had so much success. I mean, five championships in a row. I, I, I mean, I'll, I, that will never happen again, in my opinion. And I just I feel like NASCAR's marketing team, or whoever's making these decisions, sucks. is just giving him the cold shoulder. And it's like the Bubba show. It's like we have a seven-time champion who is not getting the rightful exit that he deserves based on everything that's happened. No fans in the stands. He I'm had to miss a race. It. Jimmy Johnson's the greatest of all time. And if you um, are looking at NASCAR, you wouldn't think that by their promotional. Hell no, items. you wouldn't. I mean, you would only think only time we see Jimmy Johnson is when he's spinning out. You would think that Bubba Wallace is the king of NASCAR. Oh yeah, I mean, it's media darling, NASCAR darling, whatever. He had big news this past week, whatever. But we got a seven-time champion, in my opinion, and opinion of others, the greatest driver of all time, retiring at the end of this year, and is getting little to no exposure every week and being kicked to the curb. I mean, NASCAR needs to step. I mean, he's not even going to get the awards banquet that he deserves. I mean, this is no a fans, total no embarrassment. And it's like, you this know. This is like spitting on him. NASCAR, the marketing team, whoever is behind this is spitting on him. And they're going to regret it. I mean, look at Petty, his final year. Oh, my gosh. Dog crap. But this Ooh. man, they went above and beyond and, like, made a, di a special die cast for his final every year. Every single race. race. I've All got them. My grandfather has every one of them in yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordon, Gordon had a good send-off. Stewart had a good send-off for, you know, what was his career. But here we are with a seven-time champion who won five consecutive championships and has won seven championships in the hardest era of NASCAR where it is the hardest, in my opinion, to win a championship. And we are barely acknowledging him on a week-to-week -week basis. Even Daytona this year, I don't feel like he got the proper attention he deserved because we had big – I'm not going to – the president – "Quote unquote, come in and you know steal the show or whatever, and then oh, what do we give two pay slaps to Jimmy where we all saluted him? I mean, it it just 
It's disrespect. Yeah, and part it's of it, disrespect. And, and I think uh, part of it, uh, a lot of it is NASCAR. The other part of it is the TV networks as well, because they yeah. could they could take it upon themselves to do more yeah. of their own, and you know they're not doing that. But NASCAR, I mean, NASCAR should be doing something very special for Jimmy Johnson, and and they're not doing anything for Jimmy just Johnson. like LeBron James. We take for granted Jimmy Johnson, and we we're not going to realize that, or some of us will not realize that until he's gone. From the sport, that's what happened with me with Earnhardt, because I, you know, I, I I hated Earnhardt, and then he passed away, and it was like, wow, I really didn't hate him. NASCAR, Look at what yeah. is missing from the sport. NASCAR takes for granted Jimmy Johnson the same way NBA takes for granted the greatness of LeBron James. Well, I just think it's and a it mistake. Is ridiculous, and it is sad, and it is unacceptable on the NASCAR park. But you know what? You probably got these. 22, 23-year-old kids running the NASCAR department who they recruited out of UNC well, Charlotte. Think, you know, I think Ben Kennedy has a role in this, and I think he's making a big mistake. I think they're putting their chips in the wrong basket right now, and I think it's going to come back to bite them. Yeah, I hope it comes back to they bite them. They are looking for short-term gains and 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 not, you know, not – not looking out for the long term. Well, you open up problem. NASCAR's playbook and all you see is Hail Mary. Mm. I mean, you, you don't see anything. Yeah. You don't see anything like strate- strategical um, from the outside perspective. All you see is Hail Mary after Hail Mary after Hail Mary after Hail Mary after Hail Mary. Let's just try this Hail Mary idea. Hey, we got Mario Lopez and 20 NFL rejects watching. Let's throw the Hail Mary. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, these, well, and these people, and, you know, and I'm good. No offense. No offense at all. Joey Stone, RCR driver who we had, or RCR eSports driver who we had on the podcast pre-COVID, is tight with one of the NFL players and sent him a RCR polyester shirt type whatever and signed it. And these NFL players are tweeting at Bubba and, you know, like, so hype on Bubba. But who's who in the hell is going to be the one to break to this these NFL players and these new eyes to the sport that we have a seven-time champion in his last season who's getting no attention. For, and I know Jimmy could. Jimmy could care less. Right, that's, yeah, Jimmy's humble that. as they come. Jimmy could care less. But it's a respect factor among the sport. And within the sport, nobody's giving Jimmy the proper respect. I mean, what is Jimmy getting at the racetrack? Thank you, Jimmy Banner. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's I mean, it's stupid. And naming like, walkways after him. I mean, come on. They were... They, People were people were willing to lick the concrete that Richard Petty walked on his last season, and Jimmy Johnson is being thrown under the rug, and it is ridiculous. Rant over. This segment of Connor Bunn's rant is brought to you by. No, I totally agree. I think I'm the one that brought this up. Yeah, we did. were we were in the car. Uh, I just it's just I just don't know what to say about it. I'm just. I mean, it's getting old. Uh, uh, also, uh, speaking of NASCAR, uh, they are finally rumored maybe to come out with some type of a schedule on Wednesday of this have. week. Maybe my and thing is like release the whole damn thing or don't release it at all. I know it's like it's like what what are we releasing it and what have you what are we waiting on here for? at this point? Because I mean, you can't say you're waiting on COVID shouldn't have anything to do yeah. with this, and you know normally this would all be out by now. So I'm not I'm not sure what's going on there. I mean, obviously. I don't think we touched on we did not touch on this last week, and that is Bristol becoming a dirt race potentially for the Cup Series. For the Cup Series, this, in my opinion, <laughs> Connor Bunn's rant continues. Will single-handedly be the stupidest move NASCAR has ever made. 
No, I'm sick of NASCAR trying to feed us shit that nobody asked for. I don't think anybody asked for dirt racing at Bristol. I don't even care about cup cars racing dirt, period. And I don't know where that came from. I mean, I thought the Eldora races, okay, they were okay. But toward the end, they got really bad. They were just a lot of... And there's a reason that we don't race at Eldora. And it's like, I don't know that I've ever said, yeah, let's go dirt racing and let's take one of the greatest short tracks that we have on the series and make that dirt... I don't even know how that's going to work. Cup cars do not belong on dirt as the same thing as dirt cars do not belong in the high banks of Daytona. Right, and I mean high banks of Bristol. Yeah, you want to see dirt racing, turn on the Chili Bowl. You want to see dirt racing, turn on the Knoxville Nationals. I'd rather race at the beach again than see dirt racing at Bristol. You do not turn on NASCAR to see dirt racing, let alone at the best track we have on the circuit that constantly produces... Uh, some of the best racing. I mean, we just left there last week and put on a hell of a show. And here we are discussing throwing tons and tons of dirt on it. And I'm sure just going to roll the cars out there, no practice, no qualifying, <laughs> and roll them out there on dirt. I mean, this is – if this goes through, this will be single-handedly the worst decision NASCAR's ever made. I hope it turns out to be a flop. I hope NASCAR gets nothing but negative backlash from it. From the media, from the fans, from Twitter. Not that they care. Yeah, I've got NASCAR a- doesn't listen to the fans anyway. Let, okay, let's be honest. Let's air it all out on this podcast. NASCAR gives zero shits about the fans. Well, right. Point. Everything that I that I voted on in the in the, the fan council that I'm a part of, you know, I don't. Yeah, you know, O'Donnell like- says O'Donnell says they love what they're liking with this 550 horsepower, and so are the fans. I don't know what fans are polling. Maybe it's the 20 NFL rejects who just started watching. Let me tell you something. From a polling perspective, you know, you can make any poll you want somehow look good no matter what. You can find some nugget to turn the whole thing and make it look good. Yeah, so. I, think, I think O'Donnell's uh, formed a close relationship with Russia. Um, <laughs> he's looking for, I mean, because uh, apparently. I got to take every, the one, this one, because I want to see if they talk about every the Every poll uh, I've dirt. seen, nobody likes the 550 horsepower, but I'm, I'm sure O'Donnell dialed up his, his Russian his Russian um, friends and had that poll tweaked a little bit. I will say though, if, and I told you this, if Bristol goes to dirt, uh, likely I would assume in the spring, obviously this, if this would be, if this, it turns into a dirt playoff race, that's it for me. Um, But, Oh, if it goes, if Bristol goes dirt in general, that's, that's it for me. I do think though, that your winner of that first race is going to be Kyle Larson in the 48 car. Yes, and is this the week that we crown King Larson the 40? I mean, what the hell are we waiting on? What are we waiting I don't know on? What we're waiting on. I mean, come I mean, on, just give him the say, quit the games, quit the BS, sign Kyle Larson to the 48. I mean, it's just it's well overdue. I mean, what's gonna what's gonna come first, the 2021 schedule or Larson to the 48? <laughs> what's gonna come first? Like, I mean, everybody's so quiet on this though, and that's what makes me think it's Larson because nobody's saying anything about it. You know, if there were another driver, it seems like that rumor would have come out by now, and and you'd, you'd well, hear I chatter mean, about that. And you got and, you still got a pool of free agents, and obviously the the one that jumps out on you on the pool of free agents is Corey LaJoy. But Corey LaJoy's, I mean, excuse me, not Corey LaJoy, Eric Jones. But Eric Jones is out there, like, who wants me? And all these, I I assume Rick is like, damn, Eric, you're so broke, you can't even pay attention. You got no sponsorship money. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't oh, sign dude. you to my, I can't sign you to my cars. You got no sponsorship money behind you. I mean, Ally's only signed through 2023. If we sign you long term, which he's in good shape with Ally. Yeah, which, what are you gonna like? What are we gonna do with you? So, Eric Jones has got to find. So he's got to come more, more marketable. And we discussed in the car this week. I think Eric Jones, a better fit for him would be JTG because they got Kroger sponsorship and every single product that runs through Kroger in on their cars. So, yeah, I, I see. Those I are all JTG that. sponsors. So, 
moving on to some, uh, speaking of the, the schedule uh, that we were talking about, it, it I, I guess it's almost kind of confirmed that Homestead's going to move to the second race of the year. Which Ho- I like. I mean, you like that. The ho- I'll give it to him. I, I, I like that. I mean, I, th- I like it too, watching from afar. Um, you know, they're hoping it's going to drive more fans from Daytona to Miami. I just, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I, the idea is that fans are going to take two weeks off and go to this race and then drive up to Miami and pay for a whole new set. I mean, Miami, okay, Miami and Daytona, that's like an eight-hour drive in itself. Yeah. So not only are you paying, you know, you're going to have a whole hotel stay and package and tickets to Daytona, then you're going to go, and in their mind, then you're going to go get a whole new hotel deal and whole new t- t- tickets for Homestead and everything else. Well, financially, you got you have to spend half a damn retirement check just oh, to go to Daytona. I mean, you right. know that. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's like... I mean, if you, how, how much money do these people have after going to Daytona for a weekend, you know? I mean, it's, a week. and, and, you know, my, and I'll be interested to see, does this take away some of the Daytona crowd and move them to Homestead because, uh, you know, because it's I the next know. race? And, I mean, I don't know either. I just don't see, okay, all these people went to Daytona, so they're just going to all come to Homestead. That doesn't make sense to me unless... Yeah. There's some money growing off of trees down in Daytona that I haven't seen yet in the times that we've been down there. Well, I mean, that's like saying, realistically speaking, when we have fans in the stands, that's like saying, okay, well, everybody who goes to Richmond is going to go to Bristol next week because that's, right. you know, they're in close proximity to each other, not in the same state. But but I do like it from a watching on TV perspective I like because it, I like, I like, da- I like Daytona schedule. and Homestead. Yeah, I like it from the schedule standpoint, but I don't see the reasoning of trying to take fans who go to Daytona and push them to travel eight hours, eight hours down south to watch, you know. I will also say that, I, in my opinion, 10 years from now, we're not going to be racing at Homestead. Well, 10 years from now, we're going to be racing lawnmowers <laughs> with uh, NFL retirees and rejects around uh, Bristol on dirt. Um, so, so, yeah. So there we go. All right. Well, Rant over. So we got tr- we got a little bit of truck racing to hit on. We got a little bit of Xfinity racing to hit on. Then we got the Cup Series to hit on, and then the Talladega pre- preview. So we're going to do that right after the break. Crash. Trouble. Tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online? Do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read? Well, download Flipboard today. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself, staying informed, and getting involved. Go to the App Store, type in Flipboard, and you can download it for free. And welcome back to Father Lead, episode 25. Follow us on Twitter at FutherLead. Follow us on Instagram at FutherLead. Follow us on our own socials, Instagram, Connor Bunn, two underscores, Timothy underscore, Ray underscore Martin. Um, Connor's on uh, Twitter. Uh, what is it, just Connor Bunn? At Connor Bunn, yep. At Connor Bunn. So, um, yeah, there we go. So, truck racing, I mean, the guy, one of the big headlines, I'm just, we've, we talked about this, blah, blah, blah for the truck series. I'm just not interested at all in it this year. But I guess the, the one kind of, headline moment that came out of the truck series this year or this 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 weekend was natalie decker i guess they're all ready to go and then they just what pulled her out of the truck because she's not medically cleared i mean how does that happen like minutes before she got in the truck before we hit on that though we got a stern bomb um we we have breaking news we have breaking news from adam stern um nascar is expanding its work with urban youth racing school and several industry people were in philly for a visit two weeks ago including steve phelps Kyle Larson, and GM of and Chevy execs Jim Campbell, per source. 
This comes amid heavy chatter of Larson eyeing a comeback. Did you say GM, like General Motors? Yeah, General Motors, General Motors, Chevy exec, okay, Jim so Campbell. So here's what that tells me. That tells me Larson's going to the 48. Granted, he's not doing this just to go to the 48, but he part of him going to the 48 is having to get back into the good graces of General Motors because they suspended Steve him. Phelps, Steve and Phelps. And Steve Phelps. Too. So I think that solidifies everything that we just said or, and have said for the last few weeks about Kyle Larson. And I think that also kind of makes sense that Hendrick is waiting for all these things to happen. It's a process. you got to check off, okay, we got to – with these people, General Motors has to sign off. Um, all these, you know, everybody that suspended him that, you know, all this stuff, it, they, he's got to continue to go through this process before they're, I think, comfortable with making it official. So, I mean, that's how I feel about it. And, and, hey. and good for, for him, you know, for, for what he's doing. And he's done nothing but take all the right steps since this happened. So, Well, and you can't keep him out of victory lane. You put anything right. on and dirt, I mean, you put him behind like... the wheel, and he's going to win. So, um you know, kudos to Kyle Larson, man. He's he's really bouncing. You know, and he gets a 48. The first person purchasing a 48 shirt is going to be me. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. I mean, I think 48 and Ally fit him perfectly. Oh, yeah. I mean, in my in my opinion. He fits the Hendrick way. Take his, you know, yeah. back past. And I, that's, I think I said this. I said, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be very happy pulling for Kyle Larson if Chase Elliott, you know, has a problem. I think Kyle Larson may become, may become my second second driver. Kind of, kind of liked Blaney, but uh, it's it's not. Uh, uh, I'm just not as 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 much you know into Blaney on the track as I used to be. But um, yeah. So you know, I, I just hope it happens. You know, we get something sooner rather than later. But uh, you know, that tells me he's going to a Chevrolet. Chevrolet wants to keep him, mm-hmm. and well, what Chevrolet, what top Chevrolet is available? So hello. But, yeah, anyways, Natalie Decker was not cleared to race uh, by the medical staff. And we saw them pushing her truck off the grid um, as they were doing the pace laps. Weird. Still have not heard anything about yeah, what well, happened. She said that they were flying back to get tests done. Um, I know she's kind of had medical issues in the past. We've touched on that with her in previous episodes where we've had her on the podcast. Um, super nice young lady. Great family. Uh, not sure what's going on there, but we hope that she makes we, a speedy recovery. We also talked about this too, and and I'd, I, I'm not to, I'm not being negative on Natalie Decker though, but she does have a lot of medical issues, and you know, you mentioned this. This, you know, do we see a future for Natalie Decker in the Truck Series or in NASCAR's Top Three Series after this season? I don't, I don't know. You know, it remains it remains a question. I mean. All this has been a disappointing year. All things given, yeah, it's been a very disappointing year. I'm sure it's not. And gone. it's not a wreck fest year like no, she's had no. in the past. You know, where, where she's not, had unfortunate incidents, yeah. but she didn't near, run nearly as many races this year. You know, the whole COVID thing happened. Uh, you know, and I mean, it got started off with a bang at Daytona, right? Yeah. For I mean, highest Finish finishing bit. female driver in the Truck Series ever. Am I yeah. right about that? Yeah. So, and then you know, it's kind of been downhill from there. Yeah, and and those health issues. So you know, I'm not going to be surprised if if we don't see her step away from from NASCAR after after this season, or take a different role in the sport. I mean, yeah. I think I think she's a great a good face for the sport. She can, you know, obviously do a lot if she wants to do something with media. I know she's started up YouTube. She's kind of taken over YouTube um, and taken that into her own recently. So you know, she's she's got potential. She's got fans and um yeah yep, absolutely you know she's got she's got uh, some experience in the sport so regardless of what she does whether she drives past this year 
Um, I'll take the words right out of Dale Jarrett's mouth. I just hope she's able to have a great quality of life after this. Remember when he said that after Newman's wreck and Newman oh walked God. out of the hospital yes, barefoot? I remember that. So, uh, But, yeah, Austin Hill grabbed the win in the truck series, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't, I don't care about the truck series about I just said this that. year. Yeah, I, I just said that. I have not watched a truck race maybe since Daytona. Even the ones really? Kyle was in. I didn't really tune in. Hey, Xfinity know. happened, too. And, uh, you know, what, Chase Briscoe, who's kind of like – on fire and mm. and and i see a scenario and we talked about this him going to the 32 car right yeah he uh, goes to the 32 with a super strong even stronger alliance from Stuart haas then next year clint boyer re- retires or goes away and he takes he takes that well the 10 over. of the 14 he's gonna have his pick of the crop you know so um, you know you know yeah. and and i guess you know he seems to be the favorite right Oh, Him or Austin Cindric maybe to win the championship or, or yeah, Cindric Phil Phil Cindric so, in second, so, Phil Allgaier in second. I mean, it's kind of a revolving door for who's who's the second best right now, but clearly Briscoe is is the, the class of the field. I mean, I guess when you have guys like Cole Custer and Tyler Reddick and Chris Rebell, who was you know whooping up on everybody last year, leave the sport. You're gonna have one guy who stands out, and I feel like the fourth best driver last year was. Um, was Chase Briscoe. So I mean, when you got when you got three of the standouts leave, I mean, kind of leaves you to uh, to pick up and dominate. So, so then we get to uh, the Vegas Cup race, first playoff race in the round of twelve. Man, I was feeling really good about this race until about I don't know two laps to go. Until <laughs> so you had to restart but, behind Ryan Newman. Yeah, until until we had to restart around Ryan Newman. But you know, obviously, you know, we we're you know all eyes are on this race to see who has problems, who. Who, who leaves there, you know, and, and to me, Chase Elliott, him and Denny Hamlin were kind of the class of the field for, for a good part of this race. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chase was passing cars. If he'd fall back a little bit on restarts, he got back up there. He finished second or finished fourth, I think, fourth or fifth in the first stage, won the second stage. So, I mean, I was feeling very confident because he had like 17, 16, 17 stage points after the two stages. And then, of course, you know, we – and I don't know what stage it was that the whole – that was the first stage, the whole Kyle Busch, <clears throat> Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin second, fiasco happened. Was that the stage, second stage? Yeah. And, and, and in your eyes, what happened there? Oh, my God. I don't – I just – close racing um, off the restart, and I guess we're, we're firing off into the second stage there. And, um, you know, you got, the, you got the 22 and 18, you know, side drafting closer than hell, and – you know, with this package, you get two guys racing side by side. The car right behind them just gets a monster run. And, you know, Hamlin got a big run. and Right at the wrong spot. I mean, he dove sp- as they were entering the turn. Went in there in turn. I mean, probably could have waited a corner. Went in there in turn three, saw an opening, and sent Chuck Kyle three wide, and him and Joey got into each other. It screwed Joey up, so. Oh, oh yeah, screwed Joey was- up. You know, who, who wins a few spots, you know, yeah, but well, no, I mean, Joey goes a lap down, spends the whole race a lap down, is going to finish in the twenties. And then all of a sudden, did he get a top 10 finish? I don't know if he finished top 10. He might've finished like, and it's like, are you kidding me? And, and Joey Logano was driving the first 20 laps of this race. Like it was the last 20 laps. I mean, the blocks that he was doing was totally ridiculous. Well, you say his spotter says all the time, you got to get everything you can get in this type racing, but there's calculated risk, and then there's just stupid moves. And, like, Joey Logano is over time and time and time and time again often makes these bonsai blocks that screw completely screws somebody else but really gains him nothing. He is – Essentially, it, it gains him nothing and just screws somebody else. Like, he's, he's stacking up pennies in the jar of, like, drivers who owe him one. He and, must be somebody who, like – 
scares very easily or if you 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 touch them he, you jump real quick because those moves it's like he's it's like it's like a it's like he can't control himself and it's like you know he's so quick and it's just it's he's an idiot <laughs> um more or less i mean chase he has called him a dumbass and now and his Alan, comments i mean we this happened after the podcast last week you know because kyle made his whole you know there's there's a reason why joey logano doesn't have any friends on the racetrack and joey logano did an interview with some podcast or somebody and said you know made the stupidest comment i've ever heard from a millionaire saying i'm not going to be anybody's friend on the racetrack because those people are trying to take food off my kid's table <laughs> i mean what a slap in the face to like mom's working two jobs yeah mom's working two jobs and 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 you know trying to feed their kids i mean are you serious like give me a break nobody's taking food off your child's plate joey the only thing they're taking is trophies off your damn shelf that your dad probably built okay because you know everything you have to your name is dad's money um and for now on i think it's only appropriate that we address joey as joey slogano because he has been nothing but in the way and slow and often going to lap down um here recently since uh, we got back from but COVID break. somehow you know he's going to find a way to 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 cause a problem for somebody down the road and, and worm his way into the final four i mean that's what i feel I like it's know. just I mean, ridiculous he's, he's, he's making so many like this seems to be a reoccurring headline, and I genuinely think drivers are getting sick of Joey Logano to the point where oh, yeah. somebody is going to take a Matt Kenseth-type route and taking him out. I mean, and he, he just continuously creates enemies. Like, is Kyle Busch somebody you want to piss off with six, seven races to go when you're racing for the same spot in the chase in the round? Like, you're racing – you're racing Kyle Busch essentially to for your playoff chances. Is that somebody you want to piss off? You know, we we listened to this or we talked about this and we watched this on our trip this weekend. Somebody needs to have an Ernie Irvin moment with uh, Joey Logano where, you know, maybe Richard Petty needs to sit down and somebody else and say, you know, you, you can't continue racing this way or you're, well, you're going to have to get out of the I, sport. I don't think he cares. They he, did that to Ernie Irvin back yeah. in 1991 after he caused a number well, of wrecks. Because, well, Respect in the gentleman's agreement meant something back in the You're day. You're right, it did. There, there's no such thing as respect or any gentleman's agreement. That's way out the window with this type racing. Joey Logano doesn't care what anybody has to say um, or any advice or whatever anybody wants to give him. I mean, he's just he's just more or less a dumbass. Like he just he does not care for anybody but himself on the racetrack and the block. I mean, the blocks he made. He makes on a mile and a half or one thing. But the blocks he makes at super speedway Which is gonna get, happen this could weekend. Get somebody hurt. Yeah, and it's gonna happen, I guarantee you. I and mean, he is gonna hurt. drive like a maniac this weekend. Yeah. I mean and it's just it's it's frustrating as hell as a fan to watch. I mean because he he continuously gets away with it. Well, and you said and I think you made this comment, it wasn't the announcer. It was, you know, Joey doesn't what he does doesn't really advance him, but it destroys the person that he goes to block, and they lose so many spots, and he doesn't even gain anything. Yeah, he's, he's just stacking up enemies. That's and all it's, he's doing is stacking up enemies, and it's just. And he caught. He said he's not here to make friends. He's this is business relationships. You work for a Fortune 500 company. I would consider business relationships to be cordial, not enemies. Correct. Right. Yeah. So I mean, still another poor choice of words for. For Joey Logano, I mean, he just makes no sense all the way around. His spot, I tell you what, his spot is the biggest dumbass in the sport. Cause uh, yeah, don't get me started. TJ Majors like uh, will never admit when he's wrong, and you know that's the, one of the biggest signs of insecurity and weakness is when you defend 
yourself or your driver to the death when you know you're wrong and you're in the wrong, but you never admit it. So that's that's weakness 101. It's like it's okay to be wrong. Okay, it's okay to be humble and admit when you're wrong from time to time. All you're doing is pissing people off and, you know, not making any friends doing that. So the driver of the 22 is an idiot, but the guy who, you know, directs the 22 around the track is maybe the biggest dumbass um, a part of the team. I mean, he thinks he has a bigger role in the team. He thinks he's an essential part to the team, but, you know, it's just a bunch of fat guys up there on top of the roof uh, directing these cars where to go and telling them where, you know, Joey Gase, who's 12 laps down, is and telling them what lane to run in. I don't think it could be that hard. I guarantee you half of them don't even have college degrees. So uh, if he wants to think he's, you know, has the most important role in the team, more power to him. But I, I would say that, you know, the people who are actually tuning these engines up are uh, more essential than somebody on there. I mean, you know, 10 years from now, we're not going to have spotters. It'll just be, it'll just be robots up there. And we're not even going to have the left side. You know, Woo! We're, we're gonna get getting rid off of, the rails here. We're going to get rid of the left side mirror. We're going to get rid of all the mirrors. Uh, we're gonna yeah, do. We're gonna run. We're gonna run figure eight. We're gonna turn around. Half the field is gonna run one way. Half the field is gonna run the other way. See them off till they blow up. Hey, let me just stop. All right. Well, Kyle Busch was running good in the race. Got didn't have the finish he wanted. Clearly, right? Where did he finish? Sixth. Oh, okay. Well, then better than better. He rebounded. Um. What was what? Do John Hunter? Oh gosh, he almost almost got taken out of the race. John Hunter needed check, man. What in the swerving Irvin? Channeling his inner swerve and everything. he spins out on the apron and turns three and four and just turns the wheel dead right and goes right back up the track and collects almost Kyle. I mean, almost a cow head on. Collects the 20 and the 47 and just destroys their car. Like, well, I don't know what the hell John Nemechek was doing. But that's what happens when, you know, we throw these late race debris cautions and our front row looks like the one, the 38, the 95, and the 34. I mean, it's bound, it's bound to happen when, we, when you got you got three pinheads and then you got Kurt Busch up there. I mean, something like this is bound to happen. So Yeah, and, you know, also, in, you know, we were talking about Chase early on. Him and Denny kind of looked to be the class of the field. And it, uh, two things hurt Chase in this race. The choose cone rule. He I don't know whose decision he, it he was. Wrong. Matt <laughs> made some wrong decisions there. And also pit, pit, the pit pit crew. Uh, I mean, he oh, would yeah, come in probably. leading. I mean, the, he lost spots every single time on pit road. I mean, I don't know what needs to happen. Other teams do this. And, you know, so it's like at this point, let's we, let's put everybody at Hendrick together and let's pick out the, the six or seven or however many it is, best guys, and let's let's give that to Chase right now. And, um, you know... <laughs> <laughs> all right well um oh connor show me a, 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 meme. a meme of uh newman and, and blaney space when ryan Woo! was pushing him yeah so you know chase started behind newman yeah. on that and you know chase was plus 30 to the good plus 33 plus 35 with like two laps to go and i'm like all right this is gonna be fine fine you know we go to talladega and breathe and then that restart happens. It didn't even look like Newman got out of second gear. Newman didn't even go. It was like, <laughs> you know, it was like, I don't know what he was doing. And Chase went from like the top 10 all the way back to 22nd. 22nd after really having no worse than a third place car the whole night. Oh, probably, and, probably a race winning car. And it's like, there? I think he wins. are you kidding me? Yeah. 
And so now he's just like plus 10 to the good as they go to Talladega. And of course, I've got the Roval in the back of my mind. Yes, there's the Roval, but I, you're not, I don't want to bank on the Roval because the one time you do that, then Chase Elliott actually hits the wall head on and the car is not destroyed, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel good about him having a top five run there, but I don't want him to go to the Roval in a must win situation. So I don't know what the strategy needs to be at Talladega. I'm worried about Talladega. I'm worried about Talladega for Kyle, for a lot of the drivers, because these, it's all about stage points, those first two stages. And it's going to be, that's where we're going to see Rex. Mm. Uh, is drivers trying to get stage points. So I have no idea what the strategy is going to be at this race because, you know, if you're trying to get stage points that first stage and you end up getting in a wreck, then you've lost everything and it doesn't really matter. So I, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. But I'm 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 pissed off. I I, I, I usually I, I look because NBC does that. You know, here's what drivers said after the race, and they list like all, all the way back through the field of everybody. And Chase wasn't on there, so I can't imagine he had anything good to say about about that. So yeah. you know, Chase's yeah, Chase's ten to the good. Okay, so what are you crying about? But I'm 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 concerned with 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 Talladega coming up because I think he's wrecked in every single Talladega race other than the one race that he won. So yeah. That that's concerning to me. Yeah, well, Kyle can't finish the race at Vegas, so. I and mean, Kyle's what minus nine or or he's, he's minus eight. So Kyle's Kyle's now. Well, I mean, okay, Kurt Busch won the race. <laughs> you know, we had one of those. It was going to be Kurt Busch or Matt DiBenedetto, and uh, you know that was going to be some drama. Kurt Busch winning the race also hurt Chase big time. It did. Uh, that hurt Chase big time. I think everybody was pulling for the twenty-one there. It had the had the had the eleven got clear to the twenty-one, the eleven would have. And that would have been fine with me at that point. And that would have been, yeah, it would have been fine because the eleven is pretty much a lock. So you got Kurt now screwing up everybody, yeah. and 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 you know I don't, he's not somebody that's going to go to the round of final four. Don't, I'm sorry, Kurt Busch fans, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So he's screwed, he's screwed everybody. He's made it a lot more, a lot more drama and tension and and a hard race to watch. I mean, I feel like Chase and Kyle are in the same boat. I know Kyle's, in, you know, he's below the cutoff line. Chase is above the cutoff line, but I, I feel this. I mean, I don't know what. What do you think? Well, I don't know. I guess this rolls us into Dega expectations. I mean, I think, you know, whatever. Just roll them out of Dega and yes. smash them, crash I mean, you got Kyle, you got Kyle, Boyer, Amarola, and we didn't even hit on Austin Dillon, who ran in the top five, top six, top seven all night. Yeah. So they brought the speed. You can't say they didn't bring the speed. And, and then, this, then we look at it and they're spewing water. And then all of a sudden they have a problem. A belt came off and they end up with a big problem and now he's buried in a hole yeah. so you know tough break for austin dillon would have would i'd re much rather actually see austin which you dillon gotta think talladega is his best shot because he is no by no yeah. means a good road well and i you know i told you with the way this playoff format is it's very possible clint boyer eric amarola could win talladega and then yeah. that's going to really screw everything up yeah, for the drivers that potentially deserve to be advancing a little bit more yeah, then we're gonna have a really quirky uh, so uh, yeah, just roll them out, smash them, crash them, see where we come out. I'm that, just really I mean, that's hoping. A, that's my mindset for Kyle. It's just let's let's go out there. We're gonna smash it up. Let let's just see where we come out and see what what hole or not hole we're in heading into Roval. Uh, I'm but, just really yeah. hoping that this Chase playoff does not look like it did last year for Chase, which ended yeah. up being a disaster as we yeah. went on. Disaster so, round of uh, uh, you know, are you worried about Chase? <laughs> No, I'm not worried about Chase. I'm not making a big deal out of nothing. He's a fine. He's making fine. much to do about nothing. Fine, fine at 
you know, he's a fine restrictor plate racer. You know, obviously, as long as you're not getting a wreck, he's the best uh, road course racer we have right now. And uh, so, you know, I'm not really worried about Chase as much as I am Kyle. But you know, at this point, it's like, yeah, whatever. So, all right. So Talladega preview. I think we're gonna have a wreck fest. I think the first. I think the first two stages are relatively no, clean. See, I, I think, think we're gonna have a big wreck coming to the end of one of those stages. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think all hell breaks loose in stage three. I mean, you know, that's where the big one's gonna be. Because it's going to be no shits given at that point. But I think it, we keep it relatively clean. I think I think stage two we'll see tighter. I think as the race goes on, obviously, you'll see much tighter racing. Maybe more mistakes. Maybe a little bit more wrecks. But I think we keep it clean early. And uh, like, kind of like how Daytona was. the Like Daytona, the cutoff regular season race. I think it, it stays relatively clean and then it all hell break loose. Does Joy Logano cause a wreck at Talladega? 100%. Is, he, is he in the wreck? I can only hope. Me too. So who do you think wins Talladega? Oh, man, it's tough. Um, yeah, it's really tough to go against, you know, guys like Hamlin and and stuff. But uh, I'm going to say Brad Keselowski. That's exactly – that's who I was going to say. I mean, I think – yeah, that's that's who I was going to say. Although, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Blaney. Blaney, you know, he'll win it. And photo finish again. Yeah, well, he's about due for one of those yeah, photo finish wins. It's about that. It's about that time of year the squirrels start looking for the nuts. And Ryan uh, Newman gonna win this thing. Hey, he had a shot last year. Eric Jones actually should have won here back in June if uh, Blaney just didn't give up on racing and drive him into the wall. But nonetheless, whatever. It's been kind Do of you think that we're gonna go into the Roval with really no tight final, no tight? Drivers no, below the cutoff I, line, or is it going to be a battle at the Roval, I think or is it just going to be one of them's got to have a must win? You know, everybody's pretty much out no, of it, and, and we're going to know that. I think, I think you're going to have, um, I think you're going to have three guys who are. So you kinda, think there's going to be three positions that could switch one way no, or the other? No, no, no. I think you're going to have three guys who are pretty much out of it. It's going to take a win, okay. and then you're going to have one guy right there teetering. And I think it's either going to be like Kyle or the 14, just depending on how day it goes. But I think you're going to have like a ninth and eighth and ninth are going to be the ones teetering. I think everything below that is just kind of you're going to be like must win, not maybe must win, but you're going to be. It's going to be tough. Something I, don't know. I know something just tells me one of those Boyer or Amarola is going to win Talladega too. So it's the last. I don't want that to happen. Um, it's going to be it's going to be some drama though. Uh, yeah. I mean. I'm going to be holding my breath because I just want Chase to come out of there above the cut line. That's that's my that's my goal. Come out above the cut line. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that's going go to the Roval above the cut line and yeah. I'll feel okay. Oh yeah. Because then, oh, yeah. you know, I know unless something crazy happens, he's going to start right near the front. Yeah. And he'll get stage points both stages. Yeah, no well, doubt about it. For my fellow Rowdy fans listening, it's just we haven't finished a Dega race in a year, in almost two years, and we've never finished a race at the Roval. I mean, when so. is the last time he won a restrictor plate race? It's been 2008 quite a while. Talladega. Yeah, so that's like 12 years. That's crazy. So. so, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up? No, I think I went on enough rants. I think I put you did NASCAR go on enough on rants. Blast. I was hard on Blaney again. NASCAR executives um, are probably going to be meeting uh, tomorrow, right after this podcast comes out, to address some of the issues that we've talked know, about. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> You know, I mean, can you hear them? What do we do about the For the Lead podcast? Do you hear what they said? Well, we, we know that would be at the top of their uh, agenda list before rolling out this 2021 schedule. Seems like every, it seems like everything. Is, I mean, hey, we, we signed a new food company for the concessions. 
at racetracks that we can't have fans at. Um, you know, I did not rolling out the twenty four. One of the questions in the last uh, last week's uh, fans council survey was talk, talked about podcasts and do you listen to NASCAR po- different NASCAR podcasts? So that was one. They're of the on questions. to us. Yeah, so us. better watch out. I mean, well, they, they know what NASCAR's number one podcast is, and it's backed by factual evidence. That's the factual evidence. So <laughs> thank you, Steve O'Donnell. Or right. whoever rolls out those polls. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, another good podcast. Hopefully next week. Hey, fingers crossed we got a schedule. Fingers crossed we got like a Jimmy Johnson replacement announcement. Yeah, next, <laughs> next week's episode is either going to go one or two ways. It's either going to go really good or really bad. And maybe Jimmy will win Talladega. You know, Gotta he's got shot. nothing to lose. He's run well at restrictor plates yeah. the last couple of years, but he's been caught up in crap. Well, uh, to close out on Talladega in the episode, I'll say this. You got – Guys who are racing for spots in the playoffs, and you got guys who are racing for contracts next year, and, and that's the field at Talladega. So roll it out. You can't forget about uh, Ricky Stenhouse too, who you know is is gonna do anything he can to try to get a win. No well, matter. I mean he's got to he's got to, I mean he's got to he's got to get good finishes so he can get more money to you know take to sports clips and get that mullet shaped. Up. I mean these drivers have got to put food on the table for their kids. I, know. So, I mean we got we got their kids starving. I mean, I mean it's, that's it's, the priority. At the this the point. well is running dry in the sport right now yeah. and it's just yeah, I don't know what we're going to do to fix the finances of this I sport. I mean Kyle's got to feed Brexton. Yeah, he's looking that a little slow. boy has got to eat something. Yeah. What do you think they did with his check? I mean do you think Kyle goes out and blows that money? Well, they they obviously blew it in Vegas last. <laughs> That's night. what they did. He won the race, and they took yeah. it to the casinos. Yeah. He had to go to bed. The nanny put him to bed, and they went and spent his check money. Brixton's back at home with uh, with mom and pops. So, all right. Well, that's gonna do it. We'll see you next week on for the lead crash trouble. <laughs>